the just you know, just yeah the, these two Las games a little bit. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, go. I know. I'm That's I'm lagging. Yeah, I know. It looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> I know I'm lagging a lot, but like you uh, guys are. Uh, uh, I can't believe you said that, Leo. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's thinking about superstars right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably talking. I mean, he's gonna record all of this, right? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, am I back? Can you? Did he just giggle? <laughs> I heard a hat. Hey, <laughs> 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 <Damn>, James. <laughs> Are you back? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Um, what a fucking disaster! Am I like back? Am I back now? Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm, I'm Justin. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey. I'm sick. You're sick. Terribly, terribly sick. Yeah, and the, you have a different background. Flu. Oh, yeah. And I'm uh, coming at you from One Crafty Miss Studios, oh, where nice. I do all of my uh, business coaching mm. and uh, yeah, supporting women entrepreneurs. Ah, that's very, very, uh, it seems like a good fit for your... Uh, mm-hmm. Skill set. That's, that's it's good. mostly to get babes. <laughs> Leo just, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just to meet chicks, you know. <laughs> uh, well, let's get right into it because we've got a lot on this one. We're going to be talking about inscription, and then I imagine our game of the year conversation might run long. So let's get right the fuck into it. Uh, did you guys get to play inscription at all? Yes, actually. Oh, good, good. Uh, what, um, I think I beat it. I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> also, really fucking weird game. Like, uh huh, uh huh. All right, tell me, tell me your experience with Inscription, Leo. Uh, I knew nothing going in. Except so that's that we the were doing best it. way to play that game. Yep, we we're doing a podcast episode on it, so uh-huh. I thought I should play it. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, the volume just it's slowly. You're going fine. Up You're fine. Don't don't look at it. It's fine. Um, yeah, but it's weird because I can also hear myself getting louder, <laughs> and I'm like getting quieter. I don't like how loud I sound. <laughs> In my ears, because <laughs> my audio is set up there. Um, yeah, there's like a there's like a monitor in ear monitor, which is good because you can hear yourself. But it's weird. Anyway, um, yeah, I do nothing going in uh, except that it was a card game, just because I could tell from the like initial store page or something on Steam. Uh, and I like card games, so you know, went in pretty helpful. But um, this is like barely a card game. I feel like uh, I mean, it's definitely a whole, you know all of these game design mechanics around a card system, but like a lot of it is exploring why you're in this cabin with this really weird character. It's very stylistic. Uh, even the menus when you first load it up is like clicking and dragging things. I don't know. Um, I, I was kind of, I thought it was cheeky, but like a little try hard for me. Like I was just like, what are you you're trying to make a statement like we're an mm-hmm. indie game and this is like new and different or whatever weird and obtuse and i didn't like that but okay the okay. the card game itself like i really the you know obviously it's it's sort of i think inspired by um the tower uh what is it the uh slay the spire slay the spire, slay the spire uh where yeah it's, it's you know a card game roguelike uh which i think slay the spire probably set the precedent for how you would create a game like that um and and i really but i like this card game better than that one so um but yeah uh 
I like that. It's good. And then um, the you know I died in the first run as you always do. I thought it was odd that they started introducing new rules like new mechanics in the second run. And then I was told that I could get up from the table and explore the cabin that your character is in. And once I did that, I unlocked like a billion cards. And uh, one of them was like a rare card that is like Magikarp, like it doesn't do anything for a turn. And then it levels up into like something that does like 10 damage in one swing. And now I think I just beat the game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm like yeah, yeah. three bosses in or something. And I'm pretty sure I'm just going to wrap it up after this. But. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin, how far did you get? Uh, I mean, not. Not too. I got to the point okay. where I started going around the cabin and like unlocking stuff. I was like, okay, I see what's what's going on here. I like the whole like you don't know what's going on. You're kind of stuck in a room kind of thing, and like I think you mentioned it to us before. James has got like a very escape room appeal to it, but with a card game. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I found like all the various symbols that kind of be a little bit confusing because I couldn't always remember it, but it There's was helpful that. Yeah, it like they there's pretty much an entire like book you can walk up to and just flip through it to see what all the things mean and it's kind of crazy. But I mean they, they do make it helpfully where you can just um right click the card and see what the various things on the card mean so it makes it kind of simple for you. Um I mean overall I like the style. I didn't realize it was a uh, from the like pictures that it was going to be like kind of like a pixel artish kind of style. It's like kind of borderline pixel art but then 3D art kind of so it's like you can't really tell which one it is. Um, they kind but, of jump around, right? Between like yeah. pixel art and like a 3D space. Yeah. And then, but I mean, I love, I mean, I love the weird darkness, the weirdness that comes with, comes in the game. It's it's kind of gives you a little bit of a creepy kind of, you don't know what's going on. The whole like, there's like a whole part where you can pull your tooth out to oh, yeah. give them one oh, yeah. extra damage. Yeah. And it does like the whole like ear ringing, like after you pull it out, like, wow. I like his first reaction, like, wow, I didn't think you would actually do that. (laughs) But um, I mean, I like the game. It's pretty cool. I like the 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 uh, atmosphere of the game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a really cool, creepy sort of dark atmosphere. Um, All right. So uh, that was a perfect spoiler free review of Inscription. Um, and if you want to go into this game spoiler free, which is the absolute best way to go into it, uh, fast forward. Usually, I put time code. If you're listening on YouTube, I put time codes on YouTube. Uh, if you're not listening on YouTube, just fast forward 30, 45 minutes, something like that, uh, because we're gonna get into spoilers. And I'm so sorry to spoil this game for you guys because um, you guys have maybe played a third or a fourth of what Inscription is. And Inscription is a game that, like... Yes, yeah, spoilers from here on out. I get the feeling it's going to go up its own ass and, like... Oh, Inscription is a game... everything. Inscription is a game that reinvents itself every chapter. Like, completely reinvents itself mechanically, yeah. artistically, story-wise, completely different. Um, so the chapter you guys are in right now to be perfectly honest, is probably the best chapter. I, it's it's um, you're 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 just kind of playing cards with this creepy old guy, and he's kind of like a D and D like campaign narrator, 
and he keeps playing like different characters. Like if you encounter a different boss, like he'll like put on a new mask and he'll be like, Oh, ho, I'm the coal miner ho, 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 yeah. or whatever. Um, and that is, that is kind of the first part of the game. And then like Leo mentioned the first time you die, he'll be like, Hey, did you know you can get up and walk around from the table and you get up from the table and you're kind of in this like weird, like it's, it's pretty obvious that there's like puzzles all around the room. And there's like these escape room style puzzles that some of them you're, you're, you're it's sort of tricky because there's, there's multiple le le layers of like gameplay progression. And then there's also multiple layers of like meta storytelling. So like, it seems like, like in any other roguelike, your true progression is like, oh, I can save these cards from one run to the next and like put them in my deck and then I'll have really good cards next run. Y yeah, that's one layer of progression. Your true measure of progression in the first part of Inscription is actually the escape room puzzles. Uh, and they integrate with the game. Like some of them will give you good cards to put in your deck and some of them actually progress the story. Uh, and you have to you have to solve. There's not a super good indicator that the first time you finish inscription, the first time you finish like the final boss, it'll be like, all right, well, you you, you did the final boss. Good job. But like, that's not the end of the game. Like not even close. Um, you have to solve a certain amount of those escape room puzzles. Um, and then you get like a key item that can advance the story past the final boss, at which point you're put into like this like, oh, you guys are nodding. I'm breaking up. Uh, I love it. Um, you guys did such a, you just nodding away. That's very good. Uh, yeah, just keep nodding. Um, you, after you beat the final boss in the cabin, you're put into like this, uh, like almost like role-playing game sort of environment. And it's way more like pixel art. And there's like a stronger emphasis on deck building. And it's a completely different art style. And you have to walk around and there's like people to talk to and there's like an overworld. Anyway, you do that and then you finish that and then you're in like this weird, I don't know, there's like all these crazy different uh, mechanics and art. And, and every time the art style changes, the mechanics of the game change with it. So you have to like constantly keep relearning the rules of inscription. Um, anyway, and then uh, as you keep going, there's like layers of narrative because there's like, oh, there's this, like I'm sitting here playing cards with this weird guy, but then like your cards will actually like talk to you and they'll tell you like, oh, yeah. hey, hey, like, uh, you know, what happened? La they'll like know what happened last run. They're like, hey, this guy before was it was in here and he was killed or whatever. There's a secret over here. And like uh, the cards are like trying to help you escape. And I think the more you fail in the first cabin, the more hints the cards will give you to the escape room puzzles to help you progress. Um but yeah, there's that, and then there's like a layer of meta on top of that, where like you're watching like these YouTube clips from this guy who's like, you know, there's like, there's like, it's gotten really popular on YouTube. These guys who like open cards, like card pack openers, and they're like, oh my god, I got a rare Charizard or whatever the fuck. Um, I don't anyway. know what you're talking about. He has like what, like he reached like a billion followers or subscribers or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a spoof on that type of content where like you're watching guy this guy opening packs of inscription and then you're like, what? And then you realize there's another meta on top of that where like 
oh, he found the, the digital copy of Inscription, and then, like, you're playing this game that he released on the internet. Anyway, there's... It, it gets real wild and crazy, the story does. Um, but yeah, that's Inscription. It's uh, it's good, and I, I would recommend uh, you guys keep going with a, hey, my lights just went out. My wife is fucking around with the light settings. So um, <laughs> maybe that's a good indicator to go on to the next segment. Uh, hey, Google, activate podcast. There we go. All right. Nice. All right. We're back. Pretty. We're back. Beautiful. We're back. Can you All get right. the Google thing to also play a sound when you yeah. give a command like that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Like some epic music when you. Oh, yeah. I could just have Google just, you know, hey, welcome to the Good Games podcast and just have it do the podcast for us. Uh, anyway, that's inscription. Sorry to drone on forever, but uh, it's 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 real weird. It uh, is really weird game, but I can tell it's good. Um, yeah, it was, good. even though uh, I probably would not have had it on my radar if it wasn't for you mentioning it. Mm -hmm. um, and now that it's uh, totally spoiled for me, I will still probably, probably play through it just to see what how that plays it, out. It's worth it because the game just keeps. Like every time you think like, all right, I've seen everything now. The game's like, ah, 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 like look at this, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, I like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. All right, you guys ready to get into the game of the year discussions? Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. And what a year it was, huh? What a year. You know, this is not. This is not. There are some <laughs> some some years. There are years where it's like, man, there were so many great games this year. There there were a lot of good games this year, but they were all like smaller game, like indie game. This was a good year for indie games. This was yeah. a not good year for AAA game, like big release no. games. Nah, this is a shit year for big games. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, who, who wants to? You guys want to just do it, or what are we doing here? A, I, I mean, <laughs> why don't we revisit yeah. what our most anticipated games of yeah. the year were? Oh, I, I didn't even, uh, shit, I didn't even listen to that episode. I can tell you. Um, Actually, I'm kind of curious. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Can you pull that up real quick and, and listen to what our most anticipated were? I don't think any of my, ah, I might have had RE8 on my most anticipated games. Yeah, I, I might have had RE8, but there's nothing else on my list that I would have been watching for in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I feel like I mentioned a lot of games that didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lo a lot of the games that uh, came out this year. I, I, I know I had Psychonauts 2 on my most anticipated, I think. Um, but yeah, a lot of my, my, my game of the year picks are either like smaller indie games or like games that were like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be coming out. All right, should, should, I, should I? Yeah. Um, All right. I'm still looking at it. Go ahead. Uh, my number five is Metroid Dread. And uh, I don't know. I like this game. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's. Uh, you can go back and listen to our Metroid Dread episode. There was a lot I liked about this game, like the boss fights and the animations and the detail and how good it feels to move Samus around. And there's a lot that I didn't like. 
which is most of the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's it's still at the end of the day. It's a good game, and it made it onto my game of the year list only because I couldn't think of anything else that I liked more than Metroid Dread at number five. Um, I don't know. It was it was it was good, but also disappointing. I I wanted this to be like a super amazing Metroid game, but you know, it was good but not great. What do you guys have? Um. You guys want to do honorable mentions? Uh, uh, first of all, um, honorable I think that would mention- be fair. I, I got some honorable mentions to like this was a year where I replayed a lot of like remastered games. Uh, I replayed all of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Those have been so far all fantastic. I replayed the Mass Effect Legendary games. I don't really like. I don't know if you guys have that on your game of the year list. I don't really consider the Mass Effect remasters to be like. Oh, I mean, they came out this year, but they're old games. I mean, I think we have slim pickings this year, so... Okay, fair enough. I definitely have just some things in mind that, you know, wouldn't really fit the bill for, like, release this year originally, but... Anyway, those would be my honorable mentions, would be the Pixel Remasters and and uh, the Mass Effect Remasters, Mass Effect Legendary. Um, I can't... Uh, we don't have the best format for, like... Find, no, like, no, we don't. I, I was listen to it if I wanted to know. I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe I should just go back and like scrub all of our old episodes and then like in the comments put like five, four, three, two, one or whatever. Right. Uh, um, I am curious what like some of my games were. I feel like I know I, I had Breath of the Wild 2 on there and that didn't, yeah, yeah that never came out. Yeah, I know New Prime World... Four that didn't come out. I know that, I didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> New World was like a soft because I had to pick something I was excited about. I think mm-hmm. New World was one of them, and just something else that I don't even remember. Um, and New World, I did. I didn't even play. I was just uninterested in it. Like when it was okay, it was launched. That happens sometimes uh, when you're like really hyped for a game, and then you start seeing footage yeah. from it, and you're like, eh, I'll get around to it eventually, and then you just never do. Yeah. Um I don't know. Okay, so like going back to something that wasn't released this year, right? But mm-hmm. it had a resurgence uh this year. And it is probably the game that I've played the most this year, and that is uh Apex Legends. Oh nice. Okay. Um and that's one that we did no. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked we about Apex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and it had a resurgence mostly because uh, in the battle royale uh, world, there yep. were some issues, you know, some some political issues that caused people to sort of look for a new game. And Call of Duty Warzone is also one that was um, got a lot more popular. But then, you know, there was issues with uh, with was it sort of Blizzard, Activision, whatever. Sure. Um, and so a lot of people moved to Apex Legends, which had a big resurgence. And so. Honorable, I guess it would be more of an honorable mention. Okay, text right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. Other than that, I don't really know. <laughs> Wait, that's your only collabor- game of the year? Is Apex collaborative what? list? Or is- <laughs> I, okay, all right. I don't know. Okay. I don't recall playing a game this year that was released this year that I. This, you, you know what? This year was a little rough. This year's a little was rough. A, it was just a weird year, man. I mean, I can keep rolling. Do you have anything else, Justin? Um, I mean, I got a couple one, a couple like I right. mentioned. Yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, just kind of throwing up the ones that, uh, you know, kind of got me hooked and got me excited and mm-hmm. were very good. I feel like, um, yeah, Metroid Dread was a nice, you know, two day 
capable Metroid. So that was that was nice. It was a good. I felt like that was a good um, candidate. That's a good candidate at least. Uh, Psychonauts two. Yep. Yep. Very anticipated and very well done. Yep. I mean, like I, I've said in a previous podcast, it felt like Psychonauts. Like it felt like the old one. Like you felt like you were just getting back into Psychonauts again, and it, all that nostalgia came back. So it's exactly what you wanted out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um. Mario Party Superstars. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's on my list. For again. Sure. Yeah. Again, that's like one of those. Nostalgia. Yeah. Hey, nostalgia. did you like N64 Mario Party? Here you go. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Village. Yep. That's also on my list. And um, last one that that really like kind of got me thinking about the beginning, you know, towards the beginning of the year is Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was Pokemon about to Snap. say that. That also, might be like the only like new release that I really another like. remake. This has just been the year of remakes. It kind of has. It's, it's, it's remakes yeah. and revivals. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. right. Um, Which uh, along that same vein, um, I guess I could say Age of Empires four. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the most exciting thing, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, the new Halo. I played the. I, that's the. I have not played the new Halo Infinite. I have heard it was pretty fun. I would never put any of these games on my game of the year list. Well, what would you year. put on your? Oh, any other year? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just, I this year was it was a shit for games for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leo all was right. bored it's, all year. It was all tough. Right. It was a tough year for games. So yeah, uh, my number five would have been Metroid Dread. Uh, my number four, Mario Party Superstars, just like you said, Justin. Number three would have been Resident Evil Eight. Uh, my top two are indie games. Uh, number two is Trials of Fire, which I'm sure a lot of people have not played. It is a game made just for me. It's it's kind of similar to Inscription in that it is like a deck building roguelike, but then it's also got these like uh, like role play. There's like role playing elements and like um, uh, uh, there's like a whole tactical uh, grid where you have to like move your characters around. Anyway, it's like just a mishmash of every fucking genre that I like. So that's why that was on my list. And then, guys, my gaming of the year, far and away easily like by a country mile was inscription uh i thought this game was fucking great uh oh that good huh uh you should really finish it out it's uh it's pretty special it's pretty special i love that it just keeps constantly reinventing itself like every time you're like all right that's the end i see and then it's like nope we got one more trick up our sleeve and then it just reinvents itself and it's like forget all the fucking rules you knew before now we're gonna start over with some new rules uh because like the first part in the cabin is about like sacrificing cards to get other cards out and then like you know they throw that away and now it's like okay now we got bones and now when your cards die they leave bones and you have to use bones and then they throw that out and it's like okay you have energy and you only get a certain amount of energy per turn and anyway i love that we just kept riffing on different card game mechanics over and over and over again it was very fun and also i like the weird meta story I don't know if the like payoff of that meta story was like super satisfying, but I just liked that there were like multiple layers of story in that game that you can, you know, follow along with. It was yeah. very good. I guess and uh, this is sort of like to reiterate for me, like I was less of a big fan of that super meta story. Okay. I, I was a fan of introduction of common card mechanic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't. The fact that they were doing it sort of on purpose made me okay with it. Like if, if, if this is just like a card roguelike game, I would want to like just know all of the mechanics 
outright and i would hate that it was but the, it almost reminded me it played a little bit like rogue legacy where like every time you did a run things were a little mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. and so like as a mechanic specifically like that i was like okay that, that's kind of cool um yeah, like I liked it. Um, well, there's also in DLC coming out for inscriptions soon, where they it it's just hey fuck the story. It's just a roguelike where you can just play against the first guy in the cabin over and over and over again, and it's just yeah, a roguelike. Give me a less creepy guy. I was, I <laughs> oh, the guy <laughs> creeped you. All right. See, I liked how weird. His, his weird I don't. I didn't games. like the weirdness yeah. and the weird yeah. sounds and the creepy oh, I, guy. I loved his the that story. like the sound he makes when he talks to you. Yeah, it was impressive. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, the sound design was wow. impressive. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't like it. I like that, like deep bassy yeah. sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sound effect. I feel like I feel like Leo, you'd be into that. Like no, it was neat. Like turn up the subwoofer. I was yeah, impressed yeah. and it was cool, but like I don't want that in my game. That's all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fair it's enough. Too, it's too scary, man. Fair enough. Cabin <laughs> in the woods with a weirdo. Is there anything else that needs to be yeah. considered? Um, for... I'm waiting for James to to come back. All right. Um, I wanted to say that I was thinking about it, and if I had to pick my games of the year based purely on games that I played the most, because none of them were 2021 releases just in case anyone is curious. Apex Legends is probably the most game I played this year, like I said, at chess. Highly recommend chess.com. <laughs> 2021 game of the year, chess. Chess is <laughs> seriously the second game of the year for me. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, it's right. had a big resurgence yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. None of these games um, came out in 2021. Nope. Uh, yep. FF7 original, just, worth a playthrough. Hey, and I also have been replaying. I've been... I've been like, because I replayed all the Pixel games, and I'm like, right. what if I just replayed every single Final Fantasy game now yeah. in order? Sure. Um, Do it. And then yeah, so I also started seven. Around. Yeah. Uh, uh, be <laughs> uh, and then Elite Dangerous, the Space Sim. Uh, Still not just, a 2021 game. None of those are 2021, but mm -hmm. literally those are probably the top five games I've played okay. like, all year. Okay. I mean, all right. if, unless it was something like for the podcast that I, you know, I played just to get some hours in to, to, to be familiar with it. Okay. That was, that's basically it. All right. You had a weird year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do we need to rank these? Uh, oh, yes, we do need to rank these. Uh, I, I don't I know am, my list counts. So I, don't I, I am <laughs> the only, the only, I mean, do we need to talk about Halo Infinite? Uh, I, I have not played it. I've heard the multiplayer is good. I've heard the single player. I've heard the single player is like, eh? And it's weird because they're charging $60 or $70 for the single player or however much it is. But the multiplayer is free to play. And I feel like they bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, they were probably thinking like the single player, we're putting all this effort into making this whole new story and all that. And the multiplayer is really just more of the same thing. So people will probably, you know, like like notice that. But um, I think people wanted more of the same thing, just like with slightly improved quality of life changes. So uh yeah it's good but it, does that need to be are you going to fight for that to be on a top five list no. okay all right okay <laughs> yeah, Here, if, if we're looking to fill a spot i think it might deserve it but here's the thing i know there's a lot in common justin between your list and my list the only yeah. game i i i am not gonna fight for metroid dread i just don't feel strongly about that game and i'd rather have psychonauts on the list <laughs> <laughs> rather than metroid dread so yeah if anything you, metroid dread is number five yeah well, I, I would either number you five or put it on the list i 
I was struggling. I was like, let me play. I'll play anything. Let me see what I can replace Metroid Dread with. Because when I finished that game, what I was left with was like, uh, like uh, that was okay. Like it was good, but I was disappointed. I wanted it. It needs to justify. Metroid needs to justify. Like it it, ex- it exists in a world with Hollow Knight. Like here is Hollow Knight up here, and like here is Metroid Dread. Yeah, it's good, but like this is what games in that genre can be. Like Super Metroid, in my opinion, is no longer like the king Kahuna of that fucking genre anymore it's like i wanted yeah. it to be more i wanted it to be better uh and You're it was really looking forward to that, that that's, that's I, I was really looking forward to that and i was kind of disappointed so anyway i yeah. I, I'm, I don't feel like fighting for that game so uh i would rather have psychonauts on there i think in common we have mario party superstars resident evil 8 i will fight i will fight tooth and nail for inscription i think that game is really special uh uh and uh, trials of fire i like that game a lot but that is a game that somebody out there made just for me <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of things about that game that are just for me okay um so i i i don't need to you know the only one i'm gonna really fight for is inscription so it is inscription okay yeah um this is gonna be hard yeah so we got okay so i'm gonna say psychonauts I'm, psychonauts uh, Mario Party Superstars, Resident Evil 8, and I'm fighting for Inscription. So okay. what's I, our? I'm fine with having Inscription on there. What's our number five? Because we could, we could, we could put Metroid Dread on there. If, we got Evil. Mario Party Superstars or Pokemon Snap. As my I, other do you two. feel strong about Pokemon? I I kind of bounced off of Pokemon Snap. I was like, I, yeah. but I also recognize now, now snap that I'm dwelling on it. I feel like I feel like Pokemon Snap kind of ended up being a bit too complicated for what it was and it wasn't quite the old one but so I'm, I'm willing to leave pokemon snap off um maybe mario party superstars oh no i love that game man <laughs> so okay so now we need an order so wait what's what's our what's our fifth game is it is it pokemon superstars snap? oh no, no i thought that was already in the top four. Oh, was it oh sorry yeah okay if we're looking for number five I think it's well, between they're... Snap and Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil's already in the top. No, four. Resident Evil's in there. So <laughs> top four is Inscription, Resident Evil, Mario Party Superstars, and uh, did I already say Inscription? Inscription, the, Resident yes, Evil, Mario Res- Party Superstars. What am I missing? Uh, met, no, Psychonauts. Uh, Psychonauts. 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 So what's five? So is it? What is, is it? Is it Metroid Dread, Halo Infinite, or Pokemon Snap? Right? Is there anything else that needs to be considered? Maybe Leo should pick the number five. I think it's Snap. I guess Pokemon Snap. All right. I'm, okay. I'm, Pokemon I'm Snap. fine with that. I'm fine with that. Pokemon Snap, I say, is number five, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Pokemon <laughs> Snap, number five, number four, RE8, uh, Superstars, yeah. Dread. I. Oh, we're leaving off Dread, right? Superstars, yeah, 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 RE8, Psychonauts, and Inscription. Um, I don't know. I I love Superstars, but I'm fine with putting that at four. That no, that is four. Yeah. That is again a game just for me because I have a, a very strong amount of nostalgia for the N sixty four era of Super Mario. I don't know why I'm like seductively I, yeah, like rubbing her. Very like, I love me. Mario Party. <laughs> uh, sorry, oh, these mini games. Me. Mm. <laughs> uh, if you are listening to the audio only version of this podcast, you're missing out. Um, <laughs> 
I think he just let them in. So well, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm like slowly sinking. Up. All right, so number four superstars. Uh, three is what Psychonauts, uh, RE8, or Inscription. Um, I would put Inscription at number three, really? but I know you're gonna really fight for that one. Oh, I'm gonna fight for it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't understand how Resident Evil is making it this high up the list. Really, you didn't like RE8? Uh, that was one of the worst games I played all year. What? What? Yeah. RE8 was so good. No, what? I disagree. <laughs> what, what, what? You didn't like RE8? Did we have this I, I conversation played... already? Yeah, we had. We did have yeah, it. I kind of remember. Like it? I kind of remember Leo hating. Yeah, it was real terrible. Leo. Like in the very beginning, like it, none of it made any goddamn oh, sense. Oh yeah, then, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you wanted and... it more realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah or just like, right. just I don't know, less what it was. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man! Oh Something wow! About it. I don't that 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 game and like inscription are the the thing that I really like about those two games are like all right here's an idea we're done now we're gonna reinvent this game like now now the next chapter is gonna be completely fucking different than the last chapter you played. It was, it was the year of the of the meta yeah game well, concepts right. I don't even know that RE8 was that meta, but it was just like, you know, every chapter was very different than the last. Especially, like, the first two chapters are very, very different than each other, from each other. I, I guess, like, maybe you had to treat it like that to really enjoy it, you know? Like, we've gotten to the point in games where tropes or something are so commonplace that now you just... It's almost like watching bad movies, and so you start to appreciate the badness of it just at a meta level in a way, you know, and then it starts okay. to kind of being self-aware and then like changing things. And um, so I don't know if that's just, I'm, you know, I'm not good at that with games or something. Mm -hmm. but, so yeah, maybe that's the theme and maybe that's the best to this year, which would kind of be historically significant being that it's the year after the pandemic and maybe like, it's just like how games start to be developed now. I don't know. I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with RE8 at number three. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um, I mean, I don't think that game is bad, but I'm fine with it at number three. And and it's still number, top, in the top five, so it's yeah, not, yeah. we're not saying it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then number number now we're between Inscription and Psychonauts. Ooh. Oh, oh man! I know Ooh. my wife would fight for Psychonauts. I'm gonna fight for Inscription, but I recognize I didn't. I I only I didn't get to really play Psychonauts that much aside from like the very beginning. But I watched my wife play through most of it. So like here's, I have a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, objectively best top five of the year for a majority of game audience. It's probably Psychonauts at number one. Really? Right. You think so? I objectively, I it was the tiebreaker. I, it's done. All right, number one. I'm saying, I'm not done yet. Objectively, for uh -huh. like majority of gamers, I feel like they would pick Psychonauts based on the brand and the simplicity. Yeah. And so I was just saying, that, I, I agree um, with you. I agree with you in a vacuum that, that, that in a vacuum, like, it, mo mo a, just these two games, most people would take psychonauts over inscription. Probably. Right. Yes. However, that but being said, I still think like me personally, yeah. I would choose and I would fight for in this vote. Yeah. Uh, inscription is at the moment. Well, I because... know. Yeah. Cause psychonauts did nothing for you. I feel like this is a year for like niche games. Like all of these are kind of niche games. Like, yeah, I, I don't think of like yeah. Psychonauts as like a big popular, and neither is Inscription, and neither like Resident Evil Eight is maybe like the 
biggest like mainstream game on our list. Niche like, games and none of them are my niche. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm I'm really kind of surprised. I know you don't like horror games, but I'm surprised RE8 didn't click with you. Uh, yeah, I feel like if RE8 had a different vibe. Okay. Like, RE8, you know, honestly, RE8 to me didn't come off as horror. It came off more as like, yeah, like gross. Yeah, chap- like, there's chap- a lot of gross things happening. I think Chapter Two is like very psychological horror, yeah. and then Chapter One is at I don't know. Yeah, there's like a lot of body horror, and yeah. then like run away from the sexy vampire lady, <laughs> and then the rest of it is kind of like an action game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so what are we doing? Refer to the previous episode to you know get my. It sounds like definitively, Inscription has become number one. I I really think that game is is very very special. Uh, You you guys should really go and and finish it. Play play more of it. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna finish it. It looks like a pretty cool game. It is easily 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 my favorite game of the year. But I I think this year that might not be saying much. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There there are years. All the greatest salt. Yeah, 2021. (laughs) There are definitely years where I like a game of the year list. I'm like, man, I could have like fucking 20 games on my list. And I'm like this year, I'm like, what can I replace Metroid Dread with? Nothing. Well, I guess Metroid Dread's one of my favorite games. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. There you fucking have it. Number five. Oof, I already fucking forgot what number five was. Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Snap. <clears throat> number four was Mario Party Superstars. Number three was Resident Evil 8. Number two was Psychonauts 2. Number one is Inscription. Go play that game. It's really good. All right. You guys want to endorse stuff? Let's do it. Let's endorse stuff. Um, I'll go last floor. Okay. Uh, what the fuck was my endorsement? Oh, uh, I know what my endorsement is. Um, uh, New Year's is coming up, and a tradition that we've started is uh, uh, pick a movie that you like, uh, I like a lot of bad movies, and this idea works especially well with bad movies. And pick an outrageous part in the movie, like a big scene where something stupid happens, and time it so that that scene plays exactly at midnight on New Year's. So in uh, 2019, we had uh, Tommy Wiseau from The Room shoot himself in the head exactly at midnight, which was <laughs> which is very appropriate for 2020. Uh and then last year we had we did uh, the final sacrifice, and I think we had I can't remember what happens in the final. I, it might have been Rousdauer pouring beer on his tattoo at midnight or something. I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, pick. Uh, I, I this year we might either do Space Mutiny where uh, oh. Space Mutiny where um, Calgon <laughs> opens his eyes exactly at midnight, or we might do Samurai Cop where Robert Zadar uh, falls on his own sword exactly at midnight. Uh, but yeah, pick pick your favorite movie, time it, and watch it uh, with an outrageous scene uh, exactly. By the way, if we did a top five uh, movies of the year, Samurai Cop would make it for me. <laughs> Again, a movie not Again, released not in released this year, but <laughs> definitely one of the best I right. saw this year. Something you discovered in 2021, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. That's my um, endorsement. Shit, I had an endorsement. Um <sighs> Fuck, I can't remember what it is now. Okay. Um, good. Good. Uh, any <laughs> movies, TV? Uh, um, I've been watching a long time. 
I already talked about that one. At time of recording uh, tomorrow, the Book of Boba Fett comes out, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. I'm very excited. Yes. Very excited for that. that. I don't know if it's good or bad. I live at a point in time where that has not been released yet. You're listening to this podcast at a point in time at which it's probably released. So uh, hopefully it's good. You got to imagine in a post-Mandalorian world, it's going to be good, right? I hope so. so. I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'll endorse. So um, my parents got me for Christmas a smartwatch, and it's a really good one. It's a nice oh, smartwatch. Nice. Smartwatches are very convenient, especially if like you leave your phone somewhere, but you know your phone is still ringing or you're getting text messages. It's nice to have your watch on you. Um, it's also it's great got for like, like the fitness and stuff too, which yeah, it's got the heart like fit, Fitbits, but yeah, heart monitor, you know, stuff like that. The it's got steps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uses the Wear OS, so you can kind of customize it, install certain apps on it, so they can kind of synchronize with your watch, and you can use them side by side. Um, no, I guess. Uh, I don't really know what else. I mean, well, go ahead, Leo, and then maybe you'll remember what. Maybe the... I'll remember something because uh, yeah. I had a, I had a thought earlier today, and then it work just right. blew it out of my mind. That's what happened. Uh, no, first endorsement is going to be for the Witcher series. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess specifically season two uh, has been pre- pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know for sure at some point, but you know, I'm watching the finale tonight. So far, it's been enjoyable. Um, but if you haven't seen the first season, which I think you and I were talking about that yesterday, James, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's different from the games. It's probably more closely, I don't know, maybe it's more of a, its own adaptation of the books or something. Um, but it's uh, a Netflix original series and uh, has uh, the, our boy, the king of the nerds, Henry Cavill, playing uh, Geralt of Rivia. So um, yeah, highly recommend the Witcher series on Netflix. And I will also endorse doing a podcast with your friends. Hey! Uh, I've been a part of the Good Games podcast for three years. A little more than three years. Yeah. This is a little more than three years. It's yeah. been uh, a big part of Pretty close my to four, every, I think. Yeah, big part of my life for the last several years. And uh, I will never come back here again after today. Okay, so. all right. Well, uh, good riddance and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, but I will be moving <laughs> to uh, a, a more auxiliary role, as we do with other guest yes. stars for specific uh, games or whatever. I'm I'm hoping okay. in the future you have not seen the last of Leo. Hopefully he will be back. I will um, be back, almost assuredly. The, the future of this podcast uh, is probably, well, definitely going to look and sound different with Leo absent. Uh, there will probably be some new faces, maybe some new voices. Maybe Ooh. some different types of content. Uh, I want to do some more tabletop stuff. Um, we might do some more movie stuff. Uh, this podcast, as it exists now, will not go away. It may or may not be as frequent as it is now, but uh, yeah, that's uh, look forward Seems to good. what we have. Look forward to what we have coming in the future. We don't really know what we have coming in the future. We're still talking about it and deciding you, on what. You know, the you'll fuck have good content. Yes, and good opinions. Yes. And good good stuff. games. Good games. Still yeah, going to be all good games. Yes. It's going to be yeah. good stuff. Uh, well, mostly. The mostly games. The, the tabletop There'll be video, segment. videos and movies. And <laughs> the tabletop shows. segment we're discussing may or may not uh, specifically involve bad games. So it ah. may or may not be about good games. 
Good, uh, bad, so good, yeah, bad. look forward to whatever the fuck is coming from this podcast in the future, whatever it may be. Uh, we don't know, but uh, 2022 uh, will be exciting, whatever it brings. It's gonna be a whole new world, I feel yeah. like, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, know? 2021 was you know, we're still, I think, learning and surviving uh after 2020 and 2022 feels feels like um return of the jedi you know oh okay yeah. how, how how so how so like uh i don't know like we've got everything through, looks bleak but oh, right, we've gone through the better. dark stage you know okay. we, we got we, we okay. went from like the promise yeah. uh new hope to yeah. like the dark yeah you know the darkness of finding and, out your and now is the villain your and father's then, omicron Right, right, right. Yeah, and now I feel like we're reaching like the mature Jedi Skywalker yeah. era. We got to go to Jabba's Palace. Yeah, and it's gonna start a little weird, that, like Jabba's Palace. By the end, we'll yeah, be yeah, celebrating yeah. on Endor. You know, like okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'll look forward to twenty twenty two. Yeah, I don't know anything else, guys. I will say uh, I did remember one thing that I, I wanted to mention. Oh, good, 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 good. Kind of a recommendation, but I'm not entirely sure because I haven't seen the result of them yet. Mm-hmm. But I did use a website, Postables, for sending out Christmas cards, and uh, that made it. They're they're really easy to use. I gotta say, like. And they store addresses, and if you want, you can ask people to update their address. You can send out links to people. Be like, hey, what's your new address? Punch it in here. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, really, really nice interface when I used it. Um, but again, I haven't seen the end result. I haven't seen the card itself yet. But what they do is essentially that you can create cards, Christmas cards, birthday cards, invitations, blah, 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 blah. And Postables will put them in envelopes. Put the addresses on them and send them out to the address to the addresses for you. You don't have to get them, collect them, put them in envelopes, lick them, put a stamp. You know, you don't have to do all that shit. Postables just does it it's for convenient. you. It's a little bit more yeah. expensive, but essentially you're paying for the service itself. So, I mean, okay, uh, that's great. That's great, Robin. But I feel like I was trying to go last to really get that emotional. Okay, well, I can edit it. I can edit and, it so that you know now we're like talking about postmates. Her. So let me just go again. Uh, so I will be leaving and let you can cry now, everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, let your tears uh, <laughs> email, email, email just your kidding. tears. Send email Leo your a tears. postable. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> that's my point. There, endorsement to send me a postable. That's great. <laughs> and email just your kidding. tears to goodgamescast at gmail.com. Uh, personalized yes. tears. Yes. Uh, and you can no. still email the podcast to yes. talk about how much you hate my opinion and stuff. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. How, how, how? Uh, yeah, Those I don't know. Hopefully, just for me. I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some more, some more good games <laughs> that you want to talk about in 2022. We'll bring you back in. Oh yeah, and I'll talk about bad board games too. Yeah, I'm oh. probably, I probably, I'm familiar with less than me. I got, sure I got some bad. Relevant. I got some bad ones on the shelf that uh, we yeah. want to try to do a hilarious, uh, like stupid review of how awful they are. It's uh, it's so funny when I go to the store, mm-hmm. and I like if you go just to, like a basic store like Target, Walmart, whatever, and just to see the shitty games that people are just making based off of like either you know pop culture things or just yeah. TV shows that are 
that's like TV shows that have ended a while ago, but they just made a game, a board game for it. Like that's exactly what I want to review. That's yeah. Like I keep looking at them. I'm like, these games look horrible, but I also want to play them to see what they're like, how bad they are. That's exactly the premise of this. I, I, I don't. Look, that's James's hobby. Like, uh, I, I don't. I don't know if this is the, the, the podcast might get segmented into like, oh, here's our normal video game show. Here's this weird board game review show. Here's where we talk about movies. We might have multiple running segments, which is why I say the frequency of this specific podcast about talking about video games may or may not still come out at the rate it currently does. I don't know if that's maintainable, but anyway, yeah. Uh, but that is exactly what I would like to do: is review shitty, shitty board games. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Anything else? Was that? Are we good? Was that? It's been do good. Want to endorse the podcast at all uh, for the yeah, final oh, year? Yeah, I guess you kind of endorsed it, but this I mean... is a podcast that you should give us five stars, give us a thumbs up if you like us, give us a like. And uh, subscribe. I don't know why this is becoming a song. I this don't is know a song. why. Yeah, it's this the Good Games podcast song. A song. It's can that be the bumper song. intro? Yes, it can. <laughs> if you believe in magic games. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Well, there you go. That's the podcast. <laughs> hey, happy new year, everybody. Yeah, happy, happy, happy new year. fucking new year. Go have a great new year. Let's all raise uh, a glass and say fuck you to 2021. Hey, I raise a phone hey. to that. Hey, fuck you, 2021. You can go rotten hell with 2020. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so for the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Leo. I'm Justin. And we'll see you next time, whenever that may be. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Cowboy. Oh, my God. That's how you're going to leave? That's your sign-off? That was the coolest. I don't know. Oh, it's Lord. Like a farewell. Right. That's how people are going to remember you. I know. Uh, hasta la vista, baby. I'm not original. You know, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good enough. Gator Gators. There Goodbye. Go. Cool. Nailed it. Goodbye. Nailed it. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Adios. <laughs>